Welcome to Mind Over Matter Psych Talks with your host, Kirsten Rousseau. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all that are currently listening from across the globe. We welcome and thank you for tuning in to our first podcast episode, and you, in fact, are our first listeners. It's definitely a special occasion. We are coming live from the beautiful Treasure State, Montana, and we hope that wherever it is you may be, that you are having a fantastic day or evening. And if not, know that it is perfectly okay, acceptable, and normal, and we hope on our podcast to serve as a pick-me-up, something to shift your direction or your narrative of your day and serve as a special treat. Now, to find out if you're in the right place and if it was worth pressing play, I just want to go into what our podcast is about and some of our aim and goals. We are the podcast made to offer listeners a safe space learn about all things mental health, to create more awareness and an overall empowered, mindful community. We aim to offer insight on psychology, of course, in an attempt to reduce the stigmas centered around mental health and encourage guidance as well as support for the community. Now, if there's any listeners who know me, You know that I'm a community-driven person, and it is no surprise that when I was creating this, the idea behind it was that it would be established by the people and be for the people. Now, to get into a bit of a what to expect with our structure of our episodes, we will be posting bi-weekly episodes ranging from topics regarding specific mental disorders to social issues, self-care, and the general know-how to navigate and manage our mental health in the present day, which we all know can be extremely challenging and sometimes frustrating. Now, we are just getting started, so bear with us, but in future episodes, we plan on switching up the single host format to an interview style and hosting guests that will be able to share their experiences or expertise. So do try and stick along for the journey. I promise you it will only get better. But I want to go back to thanking you all for tuning in again and listening. It is definitely a big moment for us as we celebrate our first episode. If it's your first time hearing about Mind Over Matter Psych Talks, I started my blog during COVID, of course, a time where we had ample time to work on ourselves and our goals. And for those of you who have read and supported my written pieces, as well as my wellness work on social media, 
You may have known that this has been something I've wanted to progress into for a long time, but for many reasons, namely the usual suspects like fear, I stopped myself from getting to this moment and being behind this mic with you all. But I'm a true believer in timing and right now feels like the perfect moment. So we definitely will be unpacking uh, fear in this episode because it links to the reason why I'm behind this mic with you all. Now, I struggled for some time with what direction I wanted to pull my first episode in, but I soon realized that the most natural way is to start from the beginning. The how, the what, and the why. So I'll start off with me and my background. I'm from the lovely and sunny Durban, South Africa. And I guess my love for psychology started when I was young. I was raised by generations before me that considered mental health challenges as a sign of weakness. And so the expectation was that whatever you were dealing with, you needed to put it to the side, you needed to keep moving, and honestly, you just needed to thug it out. So if I have any listeners that are South African and know exactly what I'm talking about, you know the communities um, that I'm referring to where we don't have time to basically feel things. That's how it felt. We don't have time to feel these feelings that you talk of or to even unpack them or assist them. We need to simply push them to the side. And the focal point is the hustle. Right, So the mindset is very um, hustle-orientated and anything that is not part of that is not recognized. So it was kind of a community where you would hear people say that depression doesn't exist or anxiety doesn't exist. That was the mindset, just to give you an idea. So of course you can imagine there were no discussions about your feelings or any healthy discourse, which ultimately leads to a cycle of people growing up on one mentality. So as you can see, there was not a lot of role models for us in that sense. You know, in that community, there was no one person that was definitely going in another direction with their wellness. It was almost sort of the whole community operated on this framework. Now, from young, I watched this at play, and I wanted that cycle in my own family to end and begin a new, healthier approach. For me, my perspective first started to change with, believe it or not, a TV series, two TV series that my family used to watch. Criminal Minds, and Private Practice. Now, if you know, you know, right, about these series. And I think I fell in love with the ways I would see 
psychology in action in those shows and the interesting ways I was able to start observing the behavior around me and connecting the why behind it. I found myself taking walks to the library and wanting to be more informed. It was as if the series had sparked or piqued my interest and then it was up to me to demand that information and get more access to it. Because, of course, you know that community was not providing us with any of those resources, right? So it, up, it was up to us to help ourselves. And I decided that this thirst of knowledge, after some time, once I decided to unpack it, was mainly because of my need to help, my incessant need to help. I wanted to help my family be free of this mindset and start to broaden the approach. And I soon started to realize that as much as I wanted to help them, I also in some ways wanted to help myself. There was a lot of trauma and I wanted to understand how to manage it. I wanted to have the right skills and the mindsets and tools to be able to manage my mental health. Because there was no talk of your social, or emotional, or mental, spiritual well-being, as I said. So these things were new to me and it captivated me. I found it fascinating. When... The time came for me to study in university. I only chose three things of interest. No surprise there. It was psychology, philosophy, and sociology. And I still remember to this day when I got accepted. It was one of the most memorable days of my life. I was finally one step closer to being a professional in the thing that saved me and brought me closer to my family but it wasn't only a special thing because of that it was because of the fact that in the community I'd come from and my family not a lot of people went and furthered their education not a lot of people made it to tertiary education so number one it was big because I made it to uni and number two it was this moment of Euphoria because now I get to study the same thing that helped me, that saved me, that brought me closer to my family in terms of understanding them. I soon started to realize that now, you know, the studies were not going to be enough if I didn't apply it. It was all good and well that I was getting the knowledge of course, and the information, obtaining it, but it served me no purpose or no use if I didn't apply it and practice it. So I too became like the generation before me, the same generation that I criticized. I too became just like them during my varsity days because I wasn't really paying attention to my mental health. My mental health was completely on the back burner. And once again, I was mirroring the same 
method of survival that they use to get by and hustle through it in my work, in my studies. I was doing the exact same thing, focusing on the hustle and suppressing all of the trauma, all of the things that were affecting me at the time, pushing them down, suffocating, hoping they don't make the surface, right? And so it's funny because the same generation I observed, I was now reflecting and literally mirroring that same behavior. And you might be thinking, but also you were studying psychology. How was it that you were not practicing it? It is possible. It is possible. I was completely consumed by understanding the information, but not acting on it. So it took me some time, but I realized that I was dealing with a lot of unresolved feelings and anger issues. Don't mind my emails. I tend to ignore them too. Um, But yeah, I was dealing with a lot of unresolved feelings, anger issues, which made me a person I wanted to fix. I decided that now is the time I need to fix. But of course things don't happen the way we want them to, right? So instead of it happening sooner, it happened much later. It was only during COVID where real change started to occur. I wanted to practice what I had learned. I wanted to practice what I had been preaching. I had all the time to do some real introspection and reflect on the kind of person I wanted to be and the necessary changes I had to make. So, I mean, there's so many silver linings behind um, COVID in a way, just because it was that time where you could use all this time to focus on you, on understanding your inner workings, on understanding what it is that you want, who you want to be in this world. And it came at the perfect time because I definitely needed that. It led me to yoga, meditation, and journaling. Once again, none of which I had seen growing up. These were not um, wellness practices I had been exposed to. So for the first time during COVID, I decided I want to open myself to these practices and see how it is they will benefit me. And honestly, I went in with an open mind, but I didn't know how much I would adore yoga and meditation and journaling. I didn't know how much it would change and the kind of effect it would have on my life and I really do believe it was a trifecta that changed my life. And I started practicing it, using it every day. And if if I skipped a day, if I missed a day, I started to notice the difference. And that's why I decided that I wanted to be dedicated to being consistent. Consistency became my key. And my morning routine and my wellness just became my priority. And since then, it continues to fill my cup. 
And I mean, everybody has to figure out what works for them. It might be yoga, it might be meditation, it might be journaling, it might be wellness walks in nature. It could be anything, right? But you got to play around with these things and expose yourself to them so that you know what it is that works and what doesn't. I, of course, was under the impression my work was done, but the work is never done, right? The work is never done. So I got into a point where I wanted to share my journey and so much passion for something that has served me and my family that while I might not have my master's in clinical psychology yet, my desire and vocation to help my community led me to mind over matter psych talks. A blog I created during COVID to help shift the notion from brush it under the carpet to let's talk about it. A safe space where we share open and honest ideas on various topics through written pieces while continuing to share wellness work on our social media pages. So during that journey, that's how I came across my blog and realized that I want to put my voice and my word out there. But for those of you that know, I always wanted to transition from written to audio. However, there was still something that was holding me back. And once again, I had to pick up the shovel and do some deep digging, some heavy-duty digging to get behind that reason. And after I stripped back layers, I found fear. I was consumed by the fear of failure. It was much easier to hide behind my pen and paper when expressing my opinion. I knew if I wanted to get to the point where I am at now with you all, I had to work on my fear. Now, I'm sure you've all experienced this at some point, but the first step is to recognize your fear and own it. I identified mine by the signs. There are always warning signs. For me, it was my frequent procrastination. Whenever I needed to work on my podcast, I would not be doing so. I would do anything before working on my podcast. And it started to get worse because I even avoided discussing it when it was brought up in conversation with close friends or even my mans who's just checking up on my progress. And I would deflect because I didn't want to get into that conversation and have an open, honest conversation that would mean me admitting that, that I am scared and fearful of publishing it. And ultimately, the general concern I had about others and what they would think if I failed, which I'm sure we all can relate. We've all been there before. Where we've placed more value on others' opinions than our own. After assessing my signs, I recognized what I'm facing. I assessed the signs. I then looked at the causes. 
wanted to understand why is it that I am in this state of fear? What are the causes? And I found out that in my case, it stemmed from high stress and pressure environment um, with the main goal to achieve, right? The objective was to achieve. And for those of you that know my mom, you know that that was the aim and the name of the game in my house. I definitely had um, critical parents who placed high value on accomplishments, which of course leave me with the idea that the most important thing is to achieve all the time and to be productive and to be successful, right? And then it was my own need for perfectionism, feeling like something is only finished if it's perfect and I'm that person, right? I will only do something if it's going to be successful and perfect. Otherwise, we don't do it. So I had to, I had to get to the point where I recognize and take ownership for this behavior. Once I identified my causes, in order to resolve my feelings of failure, I now had to look at my mindset towards it. Because that wasn't my mindset, right? I was mirroring the mindset that had been modeled to me. But I had to redefine it for myself and see failure as a feedback, as a lesson, right? I had to shift my thinking. I had to give myself permission to fail. It is okay fail as long as you tried, right? I needed to get into that mindset and repeatedly remind myself of that because I was so used to always wanting to win. I also used a visualization technique here because I started to picture my worst case scenario, right? And I started to think, would I be able to move on from it? in regards to the podcast. And all my answers were always most likely yes. So I started to think, really, what's the worst that can happen if I visualize my worst possible case scenario and I'm still okay with that, I'm still me, then why not, right? In order to take action further, right, after I decided that I've unpacked my fear, I wanted to take it one step further. I wanted to tackle other fears. And so I decided that I would dedicate my 2023 to trying things out of my comfort zone and challenging myself in preparation, as you will, a sort of warm-up, per se, to my podcast. I feared shooting guns, so I shot them. I feared getting on a horse again, so I rode. And I feared skiing down a steep slope, but now I go. I have continued to make this my focus this year in 2024, because with all the work I've been doing, it's gotten me to this moment where I could finally share this podcast with you all and hear my voice, out aloud. And really, it's taken me 
some time to get here, but I am so thankful and grateful for all of you that decided to press play and support me because it can only get better from here. I overcame my fear and so can you. So please continue to check out our blog for updates and topic releases. And don't forget to visit our social media pages and take a look at our wellness work and daily meditations. I hope you all have a fantastic week ahead. Please do like, share, comment and subscribe to our blog, Mind Over Matter Psych Talks. We would love to hear some of your feedback and experiences with fear and how you overcame it. Much love until next time.